College Football Payoff Podcast, Episode 7. We're in Week 5 of the college football season. Episode 7? Is it Episode 7 or 6? It's Episode, like, 24. I I do seasons. You do overall. Yeah, that's fine. fine. Jesus. All right. We got Week 5 of college football, correct? Yeah, Week 5. It's Mm -hmm. flying by, unfortunately. Yeah, it is big time. Should we do this year-round? I know. But it's been a good week. Uh, as a podcast, we had a very good week. Oh yeah, five and one. Five and one. Big country has himself going on a six and zero oh spree right now. A three and zero oh back to back weeks. I mean, he's feeling so, it. Nine and four on the season. Um, I'm hot right now. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna put it any other way. Yeah, you're nine and four. I'm seven and six. Together, we are sixteen and ten. And like I said last week, we hit it. Uh, I had Army minus eight and a half, Louisville minus two. Those are my two winners. I did go Akron plus 49. Buckeyes scored a late touchdown there. Akron actually missed a late touchdown that would have given me a 3 and 0 record, but I'm okay with 2 and 1 because my big win last week was the money line moneymaker. SMU hit. They beat TCU. That's plus 300. So right now, I got a 2 and 2 record on that. And I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, what were your three winners last week? Had the Troy ULM under 50. Uh, pretty easy there. It, although the game did go uh, different than I thought it would. I, I thought the scores would be reversed, but uh, mm-hmm. under 50. That's all that matters. Uh, had the Buffalo first half minus seven. Yes. What a sharp play. Love to be it. Honest. You Love know, the first up half. Up 35-7 in the first half. And... <sighs> Only win thirty five to thirty four, so yep. you know I'll take that. I got another first half play this week, Ooh. and then we got a uh, Northwestern minus fourteen and a half. There we and go. And that was an easy cover against the worst team in college football, and that is Ohio University. It's worse true. than Akron. That's, worse than UMass. Worse true. than Bowling Green. Who actually Bowling Green beat Minnesota last yeah, week. Yeah, I think so. that's more of a Minnesota problem. Yeah, I don't know if Tanner Morgan even wants to play football anymore. So yeah. All right. All right, yeah, 9-4 in the season. I got three more this week. What do you got? I got three, and then I got the money line. So of course. I'd say you're 6-0. and oh. I think you need to lead us you off. Want me to start us off? Do you want to, or do you want do you want to keep it going? I'll, I'll start us off, and then you just go into uh, – you go straight into the money line moneymaker right after your uh, – My last one? Your last one, yeah. All right, go for it. I mean, we could either do you start it or I start it and keep it the same. I'm going to start it yeah, because you started. I would feel that, we, really bad. We've been bad. winning this way. So I'd feel really let's just bad. Do that. All right. Here we go. I'm going to be quick with my picks. Uh, first one I got is Texas. They are five point favorites at TCU over under 65.5. Saturday at noon, like I said, at TCU. And Texas can score points. They are averaging 46.8 points per game. TCU can score points. They're averaging 37. points per game together that's an average of 84.5 points per game both teams allow around 25 i think it's 23 to 25 points per game on average and texas in their last two games they've scored 128 points tcu last two games scored 70 points these offenses are scoring and i don't see there being a reason why it's going to stop here mainly because this is a Big 12 game. And we know that the Big 12 is known for high scoring, no defense. So 
To me, the total has gone over in five of the last six Texas games and four of the last six TCU games, leaning towards the total in this one. Um, It's all about how Texas, you know, I look back at Texas last week. They started against Texas Tech. What were they? I think they were up like 35 to 35 something at half, Mm -hmm. and they ended up putting 70 on the board in that game. That's ridiculous. Um, And how TCU, I mean, TCU's dominated this Texas team, and coming off of a loss last week to SMU, I feel like they're going to want to avenge their loss. So they're going to be looking to put up points. So the big picture here is Tom Herman's out of the picture at Texas, and the offense seems to be firing on all cylinders with Steve Sarkeesian. He's just a better coach than Herman is. He runs. He likes that pro-style offense. That's something that can work against TCU because last week Tanner Mordecai is a pro-style quarterback for SMU. He lit them up for four touchdowns. The week before that, Chase Garbers from Cal – He's pro-style. He had over 300 yards passing against TCU. This is going to be a shootout. Even if TCU aren't as involved as Texas is, they're still going to put up points, but Texas wants to continue to put up points, um, and they want to blow teams out. So I think this is very easy. Definitely going to be an over. I'm going over 65.5 in the Texas-TCU game. Okay. I like that. Um Speaking of Tanner Mordecai, I'm going to go be going with SMU this week. Ooh, so we're going to go Saturday game, 4 p.m. kickoff, South Florida visiting the SMU Mustangs. And this is a I'm, – I'm all in on Tanner Mordecai. Oklahoma transfer left because Spencer Rattler came in. And then probably still the best decision, even though Rattler's struggling because mm-hmm. they're chanting, we want Caleb in the background, who's – I'm ready for him. Um, but, yeah, man, Tanner Mordecai – 1,268 yards to the air this year through four games. Ridiculous. Uh, averaging over 300 passing yards a game. 20 touchdowns, five picks. Um, absolutely ridiculous numbers. Uh, Ulysses uh, Bentley, the fourth on the ground, has 403 yards. So he's averaging 100 rushing yards a game right now. Uh, they're, they're at 550 yards per game offensive production against pretty good teams. Like you said, TCU. Uh, they gave Louisiana Tech a good game. Uh, North Texas, they beat. Man, they're pretty much putting up huge numbers on everybody they play against. Um, but I cannot go for the full game here when it comes to taking the minus 20 and a half. I almost took the minus 19 before it shot up. You know, in some places, even minus 21 right now on the odd screen here. But uh, this South Florida team is 2-1 and one against the spread against FBS opponents this year. The first game of the year, they dropped that 45 nothing game to NC State, which I did have NC State. If you were listening to week one on the pod, there's another win for you. Uh, but they went on to the next uh, with their next two FBS appoint, uh, opponents and, and did end up covering. Against Florida, Florida was up big time on them, took their foot off the gas, let them get the backdoor cover. Uh, BYU, on the other hand, they were in a major letdown spot last week and had to travel all the, the way from Utah to Tampa to play that game. Only won by eight points, uh, but they were in control for most of the game. So, like I said, I'm not really high on this SFU Bulls team at all, or USF Bulls team USF. at all. Um, I got to go with Mordecai and the guys, the Mustangs, first half, because I don't want to get backdoored. So that first half line is 11 and a half. 
Give me SMU minus 11.5 first half. Love the first half plays. We're going to see a lot more of those, yeah? All right. Now I got a pretty big one here. Arkansas at Georgia, probably the game of the week, even though the spread doesn't doesn't say that. This is still one of the biggest games of the week. Georgia's an 18.5-point favorite. This is at Georgia. Uh, over-under is 48.5, and this is Saturday kickoff, noon. I think college game day is there as well. So this game's it's difficult for me because I'm gaining more and more confidence each week with Arkansas. Love their coach. Love their quarterback. Last week they knocked off a top-10 team, uh, Texas A&M. They looked really good doing it, only allowing 10 points last week. That was the number two ranked scoring defense in the country. We're talking about Texas A&M. They are allowing an average of 9.3 points per game up until last week. And up until that last week, they held their opponents to scores of 0, 7, and 10. So Arkansas came in, was able to put up 20. And then they held the Aggies, who are scoring an average of close to 24 points per game, 28 points per game uh, before last week. They held them to 10 points. So... I think Arkansas shows that they can stick with top defenses and they can keep scoring offenses kind of close at bay. They held Texas, the third-ranked scoring offense in the country, to 21 points. So I think Arkansas is pretty good. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, their quarterback, he's explosive. He's fun to watch. It's going to be a great game. But they have to play another top-10 team, if not the best team in the country, uh, Georgia, in Athens. Uh, it's It's... This is why the spread is where it is, and that is why I'm not going to pick a side. I'm not going to back the Razorbacks. I want to say that they're going to keep it close, hopefully maybe get a win, but I'm more comfortable with the total in this game. Georgia absolutely loaded on defense. It shows in the numbers. They have multiple first-round picks. Uh, They're first in total yards at 185, first in scoring at 5.8 points per game right there. That, that took me completely off picking a side in this one. Yeah, Arkansas was able to take down the number two ranked scoring defense in the country, but they weren't number one. And that game was also at a neutral site. This is going to be a very tough game to score points for Arkansas. The most points they've given up in a game was 13, and that was thanks to garbage time touchdown late. Um, this season, Georgia has given up 23 total points. Six have come in the first quarter. The rest were in the fourth quarter. So that's very, very, very concerning for any opponent, especially Arkansas. Not to mention Georgia's offense, pretty decent. But Arkansas does have a top 15 defense, and last week they showed that they can stifle a good offense. So what it comes down to, offensive line play. Georgia allows under a touchdown a game. Arkansas allows a little more than two touchdowns a game. This is going to be... Classic, low-scoring football. Arkansas could have trouble on the offensive line against Georgia. Arkansas has a good enough pass rush to be able to stay in the game. But I see this being more of an NFL game. Low-scoring, you know, battle in the trenches. I'm taking under 48.5 with Arkansas-Georgia. I like it. I might take that, too. I mean, that Georgia front seven is ridiculous. Yeah, So big time. Yep, and I, I I'm pretty confident in Arkansas being able to stop the me too whoever starts at quarterback for Georgia. Yeah. All right, for my second pick, we're gonna go a little late. Well, not late night, but 
we're going to go some Pac-12 action here. Kickoff at 9 p.m. Eastern. Washington Huskies visiting the Oregon State Beavers. Washington 2-2 two and two on the season. Oregon State is 3-1. and one. Um, Man, this Washington team is bad. And people forgot about it quick. Uh, they opened the year with that loss to FCS Montana, 13-7. to seven. Then went to the big house in Michigan, got a, in Michigan and absolutely got embarrassed by... I, I'm starting to think an overrated Michigan team. Mm-hmm. Then everybody forgot about how bad their offense was because they went to Arkansas. They hosted Arkansas State, one fifty-two to three. Uh, that's not too hard. My, you know, six-year-old cousin could have probably put up three touchdowns on them because Arkansas State allows six hundred yards a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, then last week they had to go to overtime to edge out Cal, who's a terrible team. On the other hand, Oregon State, his offense especially, has been super impressive all year. They're averaging 473.5 yards per game. They they did lose to Purdue week one. Not a big deal. It's at Purdue. Week one games are always sketchy. Uh, they went. They played Hawaii, 145-27. They blew out Idaho, 42 nothing. And then last week, which is what really solidified this pick for me, they went into the Coliseum at USC and punched them in the mouth. They won 45-27. to uh, We look at... The Huskies, the Washington Huskies team, they do have a good defense, especially a good pass defense. But the problem is last week against Cal, they lost two starters in their secondary. I don't think they're going to be able to just be a, a plug-and-play team like a lot of teams in the SEC when it comes to defense. And with the momentum that this Oregon State offense has, I'm a pretty big fan of, of them being able to put up enough points to cover the two-and-a-half. Um, we look at Dylan Morris, who is a quarterback for Washington Stats so far this year. Man, he only has a 57.8% completion rate, 1,120 yards through four games, not too hot, six touchdowns, and five picks. So this isn't a guy that I'm going to look back uh, going forward. I'm probably going to look to fade Washington a lot uh, you know, through many games for the rest of the season. Uh, one guy to look out for who has been absolutely tearing it up for Oregon State on offense, B.J. Baylor. He has seven touchdowns to four games. Hmm. Just crazy production. He's at a Wharton, Texas. Um, and he also has over 100 yards rushing per game. Like I said, Corvallis is one of the hardest places to play in the Pac-12. We watched Oregon go in there last year and lose. We've watched a lot of bloodbaths in this uh, arena, especially at night games. I'm going to have to go with the Oregon State minus two and a half. Ooh, okay. All right. I like, right I'm going to roll with you because you're hot. So, I'll, 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 Whatever you give me, I'll these, take it. These games aren't the, you know, I I don't really like to take the, the premier games. You know, I see. I enjoy. I, see, it you're you're that guy because like, I like what. Yeah, because I pay attention to those teams. I'm I'll not find, really. A, yeah, you're I'll, more under the I'm under money, the radar money guy. Money in the crumbs guy. Yeah, I like it. We got both best of both worlds here. All right, Texas Tech. They're going to West Virginia. West Virginia's seven point favorite. Over unders fifty six. Saturday three thirty kickoff. And this is your team, right? You love your West Virginia boys. So let me ask you a question. Do you think Texas Tech would be able to stick with Oklahoma? This year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. You do? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that West Virginia could stay with Texas? Offensively? No, their defense would have to shut Texas down. Okay. Which is which you is you think their defense could I, I think they're yeah. 
Now, do you have – so not thinking about Texas, do you have confidence in the West Virginia pass offense? Depends on which quarterback's in. Not not with Deji. No? Deggy, no. But with that Garrett Green kid, yeah. the young kid who can run the dual threat, man, they should they should be playing him. Okay. I mean, it's it's – you know, this is where the politics of college football gets in the way because they don't you don't want to sit uh, your quarterback who's been starting for the last year and a half. But there's a guy that's better under him. It's time to start him. Okay. All right. I'm asking you these questions because, one, you're a West Virginia kid. All right. But, two, we have two teams coming off of basically opposite sides of the spectrum performance-wise last week. Texas Tech, we know, gave up 70 points against Texas – and they did not look good. They're ranked a hundredth in pass defense. So I think, even whichever quarterback's playing for West Virginia, if you're going up against a 100 ranked pass defense, you're going to do okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, West Virginia almost took down Oklahoma last week. They've been way more impressive than what Texas Tech has shown all year. Not to mention the games being played where in West Virginia. We know that that coming from you all right that's one of the toughest places to play in the country it's a tough place it's, it's not a, maybe not one of the toughest but i would say I it's would a pretty say it's, 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 tough it's definitely a rowdy environment i'll tell you that. there you go and throw in the fact that texas tech has lost each of their last six road games and west virginia has won each of their last seven home games extreme confidence that west virginia wins this game and they can win it pretty handedly because it took Oklahoma last week, it took them a last-second field goal to beat the Mountaineers. West Virginia was actually leading that game at half. And at halftime last week for Texas Tech, they were losing to Texas by 28. I think it's pretty easy to say you know, how this game's going to go, at least in my eyes. Texas Tech, 4-10 and ten against the spread in their last 14 road games. 1-4 one four, one, four and 1 against the spread in their last 6 October games. West Virginia... They're a wagon at home. They're seven zero and one against the spread in their last eight home games. Eleven five and one against the spread in their last seventeen overall. The last five meetings between the two teams, the favorite, which in this case is West Virginia, four and one against the spread. I'm going West Virginia minus seven. Maybe I'll take West Virginia this week. Here we go, man. I, I mean, good arguments, good trends. Yep, good trend lines. There we go. All right, for my last pick. I'm going to take the most disgusting game on the board this weekend, and it is the Ohio Bobcats visiting Akron. Uh, both MAC teams, Ohio currently 0-4, Akron currently 1-3, only one against an FCS team. While Ohio did lose to an FCS team in Duquesne this year, um, I think this line is absolutely ridiculous. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my numbers are completely off. Maybe the way I look at games completely off when it comes to this one, but in no world should Ohio be a, a nine and a half point favorite no. against any team in the country. Um, I have to go with Akron here. And for a couple reasons, uh, they did lose 59, seven last week as expected to Ohio state. Um, but what people really aren't noticing is that it took a while for Akron to find their quarterback, find their guy. They finally have, it took them four or five games or three games to do it. He played a little last week, but um, you know didn't do too hot, evidently. But uh, DJ Irons, he is the guy. They've uh, played four quarterbacks this year at Akron. They finally have their guy in this DJ Irons guy. He has 
he's the leading passer and rusher on the team, which we usually say is like a red flag, mm-hmm. but we already know we're dealing with a red flag. Both these teams are red flags. <laughs> um, Ohio is averaging less than 10 points per game on offense against FBS opponents this year. Uh, and, you know, outside of that against their FCS, they lost the FCS game. Um, they lost. They did not cover. They got blown out by 29 points against a terrible Northwestern team last week. Um, and now they have to pick themselves up and go to Akron, not even don't even get a home game. Where you know, reading the press conferences for Akron, the the coaching press con- uh, pressers after the game against Ohio State last week shows you that they're still hope in that program. Um, they what Tom Marth, the coach there, was signaling was that they knew they were going to lose against Ohio State. It was a great reality check for them to know exactly where they're at as a program and you know they're blessed to get to play top tier programs like that to see how far they get to go and on top of that um right after he was done talking about ohio state he said the only thing that matters now is that we have to host the ohio bobcats at infocision stadium at 3 30 p.m on saturday and that to me sounds like a team that is not defeated now that they finally have their guy that can create offensive production I don't think that that 19 points per game is going to stay there a, a while. I mean, mm-hmm. for the rest of the season, especially because they just have Mac opponents for the rest of the way instead of having to play teams like Auburn and Ohio State. Um, man, and I don't really see them giving up 44 points a game being a factor here against a Ohio team that just can't move the ball. So more of the story is, the Ohio Bobcats are nine and a half point favorites on the road in a year where they're zero and four with an FCS loss. I just by principle, I cannot. I I have to fade it. Give me Ak- the Akron Zips plus nine and a half. Yeah, yeah, and I might even take Akron to win out. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking about it, but the plus two eighty five isn't. You know. Hey, plus three hundred hit last week. Yeah, it's just. I know it's. I got I got Western, a Mich- Western Michigan money line a couple weeks ago at plus five hundred. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it's fun. But. All right. So those are our three. I do have my money line money maker, and I feel good after last week's thrilling win. I mean, SMU plus three hundred. That's how you really kick it into gear. Now we got a little momentum going, and I think. Actually, I know we have another winner this week because Florida State is involved in this game, and somehow they are actually favored to win. Not really sure how they can be a favorite in any game this point because they're hot garbage. And they're playing Syracuse. It's not like Syracuse is a bad team. They won last week against Liberty, only lost by 10 to Rutgers, a game they were in. And Rutgers is way better than Florida State. I think... Syracuse is way better than FCS Jacksonville State, who Florida State lost to earlier this year. This is no-brainer to me. Syracuse plus 175. If Florida State is favored in any game this year, then 1 million percent absolutely you take that underdog to win it outright. So I'm going to keep this streak going, looking for three in a row. Syracuse plus 175. That's 330 on Saturday against Florida State. I like it. There we go. The only, the only thing bad about it is it's at Florida State, but it they don't bring fans to the games anymore. Okay. I mean, yeah, no one wants to go to those games. All right, let's recap real quick. Um, I got 
Let's see. The under 48.5 in Arkansas, Georgia. The over 65.5 Texas TCU. And then West Virginia minus 7 against Texas Tech. And Moneyline Moneymaker going for three in a row. Syracuse plus 175 against Florida State. Go. All right. Big Country's College Football Week 5 card. SMU first half minus 11.5. Oregon State at home minus 2.5. And And Akron at home plus 9.5. There we go. Big Country is going for another perfect week. So we'll give them three in a row. Uh, we are rolling as a podcast right now. I mean, yeah. we're also really small, a really small podcast. So very small. We're only 47 downloads away from reaching our 500 downloads. So mm-hmm. if you could share the podcast with a friend this week, it would be greatly appreciated. You can tell them that, you know, I've been six and over the last two weeks. It might be worth you to listen. Uh, but you yeah, tell them I picked a few money lines that could, uh, boost your bankroll a little bit. Just, I mean, know, just mention it. Maybe mention it to a friend. Mention it. Mention where they can get us. Right? Where where can they find us? You can find us at. You can just search, call it the college football payoff or college football, college football co- payoff. Search college football payoff on any streaming service where you get podcasts. Literally anyone will listen on every single one. Actually, our most views come from Pandora, which is funny. Um, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at CF Payoff Pod. Uh, tweet us. We'll, we'll tweet back we'll absolutely anybody um, find me at big country big country bets find Dan at accountant bets like um, share comment subscribe yeah, all, that all that good, good stuff. stuff to help us in the algorithm but if we get 47 downloads this week that'll be great because we'll hit the 500 miles so. yeah and then we'll have a party all right you got anything else you want to add no let's let's win again yes I'm feeling good um, that's it he's big country I'm Dan. We will see you next week.